The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. And welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Hi, and uh, thanks for tuning in today. I know I had I was out for two weeks, so those of you lo- who are loyal to the show, thank you so much. Um, and today, we're going to talk about how you turn negatives into positives. Uh, my guest today is a marketing and sales consultant. She's a best-selling author, a humorist, and a renowned public speaker. Uh, her name is Christine Clifford, and she's president and CEO of ChristineClifford.com, TheCancerClub.com, and DivorcingDivas.net. And as executive, as senior VP uh, for SPAR Marketing Services, she helped her company go from a million-dollar-a-year loss to over $56 million in sales, which doubled the size of her company. Um, and she has worked uh, with such companies as AT&T, Revlon, Colgate, Palmolive, Black & Decker, Walmart, Kmart, Toys R Us, and Target. But she was diagnosed with breast cancer in 1994, and she didn't let it get her down. Instead, she went on to write five award-winning portrayals of her story in books, including her bestseller, Not Now, I'm Having a No-Hair Day. And she also has the latest book out called You Incorporated, the Art of Selling Yourself, which was released by Warner Books. Welcome, Christine. Welcome to the show. Maureen, thanks for having me, and welcome back yourself. So right before the show started, of course, we we realized we know all the same people, which is really funny. (laughs) Miles and miles apart. I know. It's just a a small world. But excuse my cold, everyone who's listening. I'm just recovering from a bad flu and cold. Um, So... You know, worldwide, you're sort of considered a branding and marketing expert. How how did you get started in this business? You know, I got my start working for the company you just referenced, the SPAR group out of New York City. We actually offered services to the packaged goods industry, and so I got exposure to some of the best brands in the world, you know, companies, as you mentioned, like AT&T, Procter & Gamble, and I, I'm a good student, and I studied hard, and I really um, learned how the best companies in the industry go about branding and positioning themselves. And I was with that company for uh, 15 years, so um, really got to see the world of marketing from a different perspective. And from a huge perspective. Huge perspective, with... yes. Yeah. Wow. And so... You know, I'm just so curious, where did you get this, um, this, this ability, where does this ability to come from to take all these negatives in your, li- in your life and, and turn them into positives? I mean, not only in the business where you, you, de- you doubled the size of your company by signing um, Procter & Gamble, but, but also in your personal life with the, the cancer diagnosis um, and the, 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 the divorce. So t- tell me about how you, how you do that. Where does that energy come from, that positive energy? Well, I think the most important piece of that puzzle is that I think I've got a really good sense of humor. 
And I learned, you know, many years ago that it sure feels a lot better to laugh about things than, than it does to cry about things. But uh, if you take the company that I started in 1995, the Cancer Club, as an example, it didn't start out with me thinking there was anything fun about being diagnosed with cancer. I was relatively young. I was only 40 years old. I had young kids at home, 10 and 8. My mother had died of breast cancer at the age of 42. And here I am, 40, thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, you know, die and, you know, be just like my mom. Right. But um, I actually had what I now refer to as my twilight zone experience, which was six weeks after I had gone through surgery. I had already started chemotherapy and radiation therapy. I, I literally woke up in the middle of the night and went downstairs into my family room, and on the spot I started sketching cartoons about things that people had either said to me, done to me, or I'd even said or done to myself in the six weeks since I had been diagnosed. And I went back upstairs, crawled into bed, you know, pulled the covers under my chin and thought, what was that? I had never drawn cartoons, and even though I said I have a really good sense of humor, I don't think I was the one telling the jokes. I was always listening to the jokes and and appreciating them. And so uh, I got up the next day and went to both a Barnes & Noble and my community library and, you know, waltzed in and said, I'd like to see your humorous books on cancer, please. And both of their reactions ended up being cartoons in my first book, Not Now I'm Having a No-Hair Day, because, you know, they both looked at me like I was crazy. In fact, one guy, you know, one clerk at the Barnes & Noble peered over his glasses and said, you know, humorous book about cancer, you're sick. And I thought, oh, great, a cartoon. But it was really the experience that I had um, gathered in, in the past 15, 20, even 30 years, even before I was working for SPAR, where I, my marketing and branding mind kicked in, and I thought, okay, so I've got these little cartoons that I'm drawing here about cancer, but, you know, I could start putting these on T-shirts and coffee mugs and selling posters and doing all kinds of things with them. So the, all of a sudden what happened is this huge adversity in my life became a positive in my life. I really started searching for signs of humor everywhere I went that I could turn into cartoons. And so it really transformed my way of thinking. Um, And then I also realized how much it was benefiting other people because I, I had seen a need. I mean, in all the weeks and months, and then I was ultimately in treatment for a year for my cancer. Wow. People brought... Food, they sent flowers, they sent cards, but nobody ever gave me anything that made me laugh. And I wanted to laugh. I wanted to have as normal a life as I could have under the circumstances. And so I recognized a need, you know, which is something I hope we're going to talk about today, you know, especially if you've got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to your program on, you know, how do you identify a need in the marketplace and then what what can you do to launch that need? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I got started, Maureen. (laughs) Long answer to a question. So No, that's great. I mean, because people need to hear that. Give me a, um, 
a rundown. Let's get a rundown on the overview of each of your business. You know, the, 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 what do they call it? The bullet point of your of your business. So, so let's start with um, cancerclub.com. Cancer Club. Cancer Club markets humorous and helpful products for people with cancer. We were the first company ever to actually have an online gift store of items for cancer patients. A majority of the product, we have over 150 different items, I think, in our store. majority of them were created by me. They're DVDs, lectures I've given. I uh, wrote, produced, starred in an exercise DVD for women recovering from breast cancer surgery called One Move at a Time, which, yeah. by the way, I ultimately sold 75,000 copies of oh to Shearing Oncology Biotech, who ended up giving those DVDs away to hospitals and oncology clinics all around the country. Wow. And um, so we also have, I produce a, a free monthly newsletter, very humor-based. We have a prayer list on our site People can go online and read articles that I've written, and uh, you know, so that, so really, that's what the Cancer Club is there for. It's it's primarily gift items and helpful products for people with cancer. And you, are you working to market it all the time, or it just sort of happens virally, or uh, all the time? You know, I I work on all of my companies every day. Okay. Um, you know, All right, so let's it, talk about the next one. Let's talk about Divorcing Divas. Divorcing Divas. <laughs> I have a girlfriend who wrote a book called How to Marry a Divorced Man. Oh. And it's a real <laughs> technical guide on how to merge families and, you know, the finances and things like that. And But some guy's turning it now into a musical in New York. So. Really? Congratulations <laughs> but, So tell me about DivorcingDivas.net. What is this? Well, I went through my second divorce uh, about a year and a half ago, and... Uh, in my two marriages, I was actually the one to initiate the divorce in both cases. I, I'm very happy to say my first husband and I remain great friends. He was the uh, father of my two children, and uh, I even had him and his girlfriend and his mom, my old mother-in-law, and his brother for Thanksgiving last year. Wow. Modern, progressive. Modern, definitely. Um, second marriage was a disaster. I was married to a violent alcoholic who had hidden the fact that he uh, was over half a million dollars in debt from me when I married him. And so it was very contentious. And when I finally got the courage to leave, I did realized that I was coming at divorce from a place of strength because I was the one to leave. But I looked at all these friends and people I know, colleagues, who were the ones that were blindsided. You know, husband comes home and says he's been having an affair with the secretary, and Mm -hmm. they're devastated. And they they literally don't know how to put one foot in front of the other. And they crawl into bed and they get clinically depressed. And um, on the recommendation of a mutual friend, I met a total stranger for a cup of coffee, and in a two-hour coffee get-together, she had also gone through a 30-year marriage, found out, you know, her husband had been, you know, lying about the finances and cheating on her and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, and she was one of the ones who was devastated. But um, we came up with the idea of hosting 
all-day educational conferences for people going through divorce, mm. where we're bringing in speakers on financial planning, uh, everything, you know, do I need to sell the house, mm-hmm. uh, lawyers talking about the journey, you know, both before, during, and after. And we've, uh, we just launched, the. it's not even a year old, we've held two all-day conferences in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. and had over 200 attendees at both conferences. My gosh, and it's for women only, I guess. Cause well, it, it isn't intended to be, but I think by virtue of our name that we've attracted primarily women, um, and it has ended up kind of being that way. But that, that we're going to do some things to change that, Marina. And, and revenue for that company is made how? From the seminars and? We make revenue from that company by selling sponsorships. We've got sponsorships from 10000 down to 1000 And who wants to sponsor? Oh, we've had Merrill Lynch, uh, First wow. American Bank, UBS Financial. Amazing. How did you get them? How, do, how would you get a Merrill Lynch to sponsor a divorcing? Through, through networking and connections and cold calling, honestly. Calling mm-hmm. people. I mean, we got the presenting sponsor for our first event by me seeing a name of a company in a uh, suburban newspaper and thinking, the, the company was called the Crossroads Group. It was a division of Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. And I cold called them and said, what a great name this would be as the presenting sponsor for our first event. Amazing. The Crossroads amazing. You've Group got, presents. You know, um, you're not Jewish, but you've got chutzpah, as we say, yeah. in my tribe. <laughs> and well, All right, so we're going to have to take a, a break. Jesus. And when we come back, we're going to be um, on more with Christine Clifford. You can look her up at Christine Clifford, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, Clifford with two Fs, dot com, or thecancerclub.com, or divorcingdivas.net. Anyway, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. 
What is whole person healing via body, via mind, and via spirit? It's a dedication to the widest selection of healing practices worldwide whenever possible. Hosted by Professor Rustam Roy, a noted material scientist and the founder of Friends of Health, who will be here each weekend with the most in-depth information about whole person healing from the world's leading practitioners, spokespersons, and major supporters for this viewpoint. Tune in every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again, and sorry for my cold. I'm doing my best to put the mute button on when I'm sniffling. (laughs) I'm on today with Christine Clifford. You can check her out at christineclifford.com, and she's a marketing and sales consultant, a best-selling author, a humorist, and a renowned public speaker. Welcome back again, Christine. Thanks, Maureen. So we were talking about all your various businesses, the cancerclub.com, which um, you started out of something negative and turned into a positive, the divorcingdivas.net, which you started from something negative in your life, turned it into a positive. Um, and then you have the, uh, your third venture, which is, I imagine, your biggest, is christineclifford.com. And can you tell us about that, what you do, and what your goals are? Yes. I primarily um, work with companies to help them with their branding and positioning. Um, I've been a sales and marketing executive, you know, all my life. Uh, we talked earlier about me being senior vice president with the SPAR group for 15 years mm-hmm. out of New York. And um, one of the things that I've heard all my life is, oh, my gosh, Christine, everything you touch seems to turn to gold. Well, and can you help me? Um, it, it might appear that way to people, but, you know, it's always been through lots of sweat and equity and hard work that, you know, I've gotten companies to be profitable and to be recognizable and, and all that. But, you know, I, I have some basic marketing and branding philosophies that, um, you know, have followed me throughout my career. And so I do a lot of consulting with companies, but I also do a lot of consulting with individuals. And I'll give you a great example. Uh, there's a gentleman here in Minneapolis where I live named Stephen Schussler. Mm-hmm. Stephen's world-renowned for having opened uh, 45 rainforest cafes oh, in seven uh-huh. years on three continents and then selling them for $75 million in the year 2000. And he's a restaurateur, and he's built Disney properties. Well, Steve wrote a book called It's a Jungle in There, which ended up getting on the best-selling list, you know, (laughs) Wall Street Journal, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble bestsellers lists. And so um, Steve had heard about me through a number of different people and has brought me on as a consultant to help him launch a career speaking. And so I've developed his marketing packet Mm -hmm. and his positioning statement and have gone, you know, to, to tape him speaking 
and will then help launch them into the marketplace as a speaker. So a lot of what I do is help people who want to either write a book or become a professional speaker get pointed in that direction and then launch a career that will be profitable for them. Wow. Wow. And so and that's what you, mainly what you're doing with christineclifford.com. Correct. So it, earlier we were talking about well, you mentioned actually identifying a need in a in, in a marketplace and how you how you find that and how you So if we have some entrepreneurs listening today, how how do they identify a need in the marketplace and turn it into something? Well, as I always say, you know, a need has to start with an idea. And lots of us have have ideas. We have them every day. Or we'll, we'll see something on television or, or see something on the Internet and go, oh, my gosh, why didn't I think of that? You know, that type right. of thing. Or I see, thought of that. And I didn't or I thought of that, it. and why didn't I do anything <laughs> about that? So once you've got an idea, there are four basic questions that you have to ask yourself. One, and the very first question is, can I offer something or have I done something unique that no one has ever done before? That's really the first thing. Uh, the second question you want to ask yourself, is there an area in that industry or that category that's untapped or unfulfilled? And I'm going to come back and fill this in with uh, an example from my own okay. work. The third question is, do I have any competition? And the fourth question you need to ask yourself is, can I put a new twist on my subject matter that will appeal to a broad range of people? Because you can have a great idea, but, you know, if less than 100 people are going to be interested in that idea, you know, you don't have a viable product. So I always take the cancer club as a great example of that. You know, in 1994, I was diagnosed with cancer, but, you know, guess what? So were millions of other people in the United States. So that wasn't unique. But when I said, can I offer something or can I do something unique that no one's ever done before, actually, because of my marketing background, I thought, yes, I can. I can develop products. I know how to develop packaged goods products and get them into retail distribution. Then I asked myself, is there an area in that field of oncology that is untapped or unfulfilled? Well, at the time, back in 1994, no one had put humor to cancer. Literally, there were two books at at that point in time that had been written. One was Irma Bombeck writing about her journey with breast cancer, and another book was written by Gilda Ratner, Mm-hmm. about her journey with ovarian cancer, but I was drawing cartoons. I was really getting out there with the humor. So then, you know, the answer to my question, do I have much competition? I didn't have any competitors at the time, none whatsoever. Okay. And then can I put a new twist on my subject matter that will appeal to a broad range of people? Well, yes, I can take those cartoons, put them into books, put them on tape, put them on, you know, T-shirts and coffee mugs and make calendars and things like that. So I really created a niche for myself. You know, uh, I, I often use the world of professional speaking as an example of creating a niche for yourself. When, 
when people say, well, what do you do? You know, I'm a professional speaker. Well, break it down even further. Do you speak on business? Do you speak on relationships? Do you speak on self-esteem? Do you do sales training? Mm-hmm. You have to kind of define your area of expertise. And then you take it one step further. You, you start breaking it down and saying, okay, I'm a business speaker, but I speak specifically on branding and positioning. So if somebody said to me, well, I, you're a humorist too. Well, sure, when I go do my cancer speeches, I'm talking about finding humor in the cancer journey. But if someone called me up and said, Christine, can you come speak about finding humor in the workplace, I would actually turn that job down. I'm not qualified. That is not the area that I specialize in. Mm-hmm. So when somebody's got a great idea and they're thinking about taking it to market, you know, those are the first four questions they should ask themselves. Wow. Can I offer something unique? Is there an area in this field that's untapped or unfulfilled? Do I have much competition? And can I put a new twist on my subject matter? I love it. But then actually doing it is a whole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the hard part. That's <laughs> the hard part. I can't help anybody with that. But How did you create um, awareness in your companies? And what do you think um, is you know, an important step? you know, to, to brand a company? Well, this will fall right into your lap with your expertise, Maureen, which is if you truly create something that is unique and that nobody has ever done before, you will get media attention. You know, and, and I always say the media is like a rubber ball. It comes bouncing back to you. I had a um, very serendipitous uh experience. I was going through my chemotherapy. I was completely bald, wearing a wig. I was drawing my cartoons. And I, and very important step, if you're in the process of creating something, you need to be carrying that thing with you, if at all possible, all the time, because you never know who you're going to run into. I actually ran into a woman that it turns out you and I were speaking about uh, before we got on the air, Pat Miles. She was the NBC News anchor in Minneapolis, and I sat right down next to her on an airplane in, in first class. We got in a conversation. I pulled my cartoons out of my briefcase. If I hadn't had them with me, right, that was your none moment. of this would have ever happened. But Pat said, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I want to do a story on this. Well, on the local NBC affiliate, she did a six-minute piece on the 10 p.m. news. Other Gannett stations all around the country started picking up that story and running it. Someone from the Minneapolis Star Tribune saw the story, called me up, did a full-page, full-color article on the front page of our variety section, the competitive newspaper, the St. Paul Pioneer Press, saw it, called me up, did the same thing, and then all those newspaper, you know, Associated Press, the affiliates of those two newspapers, started printing the story all around the country. My media exposure actually started happening before I even got my book published. Oh my gosh! You know, so and you didn't have? Did you have your your your? Uh your uh, products for sale yet on the on the website? I didn't. I mean, I, I you oh. know, I, I had the reverse situation, which, you know, you don't want all that media attention before you're ready for it. But I jumped into high gear, and I got a publisher immediately, as you can imagine, with all that kind of press attention. 
and they went into high gear. And six months later, my book was published, you know, which would never happen today. Right. Um, and I really capitalized it. I was on all the major talk shows, CNN, you know, Today's Show, back in the day, the Lisa Show, right. Lifetime Television Network. And um, people we, need something positive to, 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 you know, we have so much negative news, and it's such a great story. And, and you know, just like we see things going viral on the Internet today, you know, there. I mean, today it's so much easier to launch a product or service than it was 15 years ago when I was doing this. But, again, if it's something unique and something that people haven't seen before, right. now you can get the word out immediately. Right, right, right. Wow. Getting the word out. That's, do you ever use a PR agency? Absolutely. I to- totally believe in PR agencies. Tell, you know, tell us why, because most of our, my listeners are in the, in the field. You, you can't be a one-man band. You know, I know how to go out and get media attention, but what, do I want to spend my day trying to get myself booked on the Oprah show, or do I want to write another book? Or do I want to go do a, a speech where I'm going to get compensated, you know, very well? I would rather hire someone who's got the connections in the industry who can go right to the producers has a relationship with them and says, you know, I've got a person that I think would be a fabulous guest right. on your show. They a trust of, a you a lot more than they trust me. Right. It's a lot easier to have a third party um, <clears throat> speaking about you, Absolutely. saying how fabulous you are, than you saying how fabulous you are. Exactly. And even in, in the social media, too, it matters the same. The same. So, all right, so we're going to um, get ready to take another break, um, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, how you pull off this magic. I don't... I can't get over it. <laughs> you make it sound so simple. The four easy steps. I'll just follow those four steps. <laughs> Am I unique? Can I put a twist? Is there competition? Um, and I'll be. I'll have the success that Christine Clifford has. There you Christineclifford.com. Check her out, and we will be right back after a word. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. You want to know the inside scoop on how today's leaders do business? How they hire and develop top talent? 
How do they retain top employees and customers? Tune in to Leadership Leverage on the Voice America Business Channel. Every week, Dr. Robert Denker will offer ideals and facilitate discussion with guests that will help shape today's up-and-coming leaders as well as established leaders in their fields. Listen for Leadership Leverage every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome, welcome back again. I'm on with Christine Clifford. Um, she's president and CEO of ChristineClifford.com and TheCancerClub.com and DivorcingDivas.net. She's a woman who takes negatives and turns them into record-breaking positives from her work uh, right to her, not hobbies, but sidelines, I guess you would call them, that turn into work. Welcome back again, Christine. How do you juggle, before we get into sort of the nitty-gritty of some of this, how do you juggle all these three? I mean, do you have an office that where you run all three out of? You have three offices? How do you... Uh, if you it believe it or not, I actually run my businesses out of my home. Nice. It's, it's just proven to be um, cost-effective for me, time-saving for me, you know, not to have to jump in a car, drive to an office, drive home. Um, but I'm able to separate it. You know, I am able to close the door at night and, you know, go out, and I'm able to play golf on the weekends and do lots of things. So I'm one of those fortunate people who's highly disciplined and organized. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of people nowadays are doing just that. I mean, it started as a sort of a thing to do when, when people went viral, you know, when the Internet yes. But then it's and then it was people you know people sort of didn't mention it at first and now a lot of major businesses are run out of people's homes. Yeah, right? absolutely. Saving on gas, saving the environment. So we were talking about entrepreneurs earlier, and uh, what's a common mistake made by entrepreneurs and business owners, and, and how can we overcome those mistakes? You know, I think the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs and business owners make is they want to be a jack of all trades. If someone calls them up and says, what do you do, they have a list as long as your arm of services that they provide. And what that does is it actually prevents you from being an expert in your field. So let me give you two examples. Um, I'll use my industry of professional speaking. Someone will ask a professional speaker, what do you speak about? And they'll say... I speak about sales, I speak about marketing, I speak about leadership, I speak about teamwork, I speak about human resources, and by the way, I do humor in the workplace. And by the time they're finishing, finished rattling off everything they speak about, the person who's considering them as a speaker kind of wipes their brow and says, wow, how can anyone know about all those things? Yeah, and well, you also kind of just zone out, you kind of go, you just... It all come, becomes a blur. It becomes a blur. And, you know, it isn't that we don't know about all those things. 
but with with the resources that we have, and our resources are our time, our money, and our people, the people that work with us or for us. We do focus, and we do have one thing that we're passionate about. And so, you know, if somebody calls me up and says, well, what do you speak about in the corporate world? I say, you know, I speak about sales and marketing, but as it relates primarily to intangible services and branding and positioning. And then I spend all my resources, my time, my money, and my people making sure that I'm positioned as an expert on that topic. Now, I'll give you another great example. Uh, I have a brother who lives in Montana who's a carpenter. And several years ago when the economy was booming, he lives near a beautiful part of Montana called Whitefish, he was helping uh, developers build these multi-million dollar houses, and then the economy came to a screeching halt, and Greg was almost virtually unemployed. Well, I went to go visit him and try to cheer him up, and he piled me in his pickup, and as we're driving around, he lovingly was pointing out to me these houses that he'd worked on, but what he was showing me was the woodwork that he had done on the house. Shutters, stair rails, decks, anything, fences, and they were extraordinary. And I said, you know, Greg, what you really are is you're, you're, you, you work in fine woodwork. So let's go back to your place and design a simple little one-page flyer that you can go around and start sticking in people's mailboxes that say you specialize in that. So we did that, and guess what happened? Greg's phone started ringing off the hook. People would hire him to come in and do something very specific. But because he knew about all those other things, how to fix pipes that are leaking and crack floors and, you know, bent window shades and all that stuff, you know, while he was in there, they'd say, gee, Greg, can you help me with this and this and this? And Greg's business just started to flourish to the point where he had to hire people to work for him because instead of being a jack of all trades, he became a master of one. Wow. And probably that was the thing that he likes to do the most anyway. (laughs) Absolutely. He's passionate about it. So, you know, instead of, you know, always trying to be everything to everybody, Really take a stand, you know, ask yourself that question. What is it that I'm the most passionate about, that I have the most expertise and knowledge in, and something that if this is all I did, you know, for the rest of my life, I'd feel like I had died and gone to heaven. You know, and so, you know, like I said, people try to be too many things and and where they really need to focus on one thing and become really good at it. Okay, and in that in that realm, then, if someone like you that has a few companies that are quite different, you can do that as long as you have separate entities. Is that yes? You can do it as long as you have separate entities. Absolutely. So the messaging on that particular entity has to be clear. It does. Right. Yeah, like Cancer Club, humorous and helpful products mm-hmm. for people with cancer. Divorcing divas is education, support, hope, and inspiration right. for people going through divorce. Two different, you know, completely different things, but um, you know, we're able to hone in and, and uh, focus on them. What is something that you do on a uh, everyday basis uh, that makes to make yourself and your companies better? Do you have some practices that you put into place? 
I try to mm-hmm. surround myself with Peter, people who are better than I am. Like I, I really of business. <laughs> search out, um, you know, people who are doing extraordinary things so that I can learn from them and make myself and my companies better. So networking is a huge part of my day and, and my life experience. I mean, I feel like I've learned something from everybody that I've ever met. Okay. And so just surrounding yourself with, with better people. Surrounding yourself with better people. No. And, and don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, that's another thing. And, I mean, in, in a really interesting example on this topic um, you, that you might have some experience in, Marine, is, you know, so many people are afraid to call uh, somebody that is considered, quote, unquote, famous, whether they're truly a celebrity or whether they're an expert in their industry or their field. And I'm never afraid to pick up the phone and try to call that person because what I've found, well, first of all, I I completely operate from the perspective that what is the worst thing that can happen to me? Well, I've faced cancer. I was told I had six months to live. Here I am knocking on wood 16 years later. And so I have this complete life philosophy that um, what's the worst thing that could happen to me? I've already faced it. And so the worst thing that can happen to me if I pick up the phone and try to call somebody is that they'll say, no, they won't take my call. Uh, They won't have anything to do with me. Okay, I can Uh walk away from that. But the best thing that could ever happen to me, and what I find happens time after time after time, is that that person will say, sure, I can give you 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then that 15-minute conversation ends up turning into a, hour and a half conversation and the next thing you know that person and I are making plans to get together for dinner. Wow. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask people for help. And that's how you I mean that's how you get spot you got sponsors. I mean just called called up Merrill Lynch and I mean I think people would be afraid to do that. But I think also the way you did it by coming in and, and finding a common thread with the person saying, "Oh, I really like your name of XYZ." Yes. That definitely helps. Or, or here's what we can do for you. We know what you can do for us. We know you can provide money for sponsorship. But here's what we can do for you. I mean, that is what every business owner has to be asking themselves every time they sit down with a client. What can we do for you? So in, in terms of what you were saying, what's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, is that what adversity has taught you? I mean, that. Yeah, I, I'm not fearful. Um, you know, I think if I look back on all those years when I was with the SPAR group, and I, I mean, I was young, and here I was, you know, walking into the boardroom of AT&T and meeting with, you know, their top-level executives or president of Kmart Corporation or president of Toys R Us, and I think I, I developed a confidence that, um, that these people respected what I had to say, would listen to me, and would often take my advice. And so I think if you can, if you, again, if it all comes down to how knowledgeable are you, how much work have you put in to what it is that you do, that people will respect you and listen to you and take your advice. But um, because I've had a strong level of confidence you know, from a young age, I'm not fearful of being embarrassed or 
uh, oh my gosh, they're going to think I'm crazy, you know, that I called them. Or, well, you what know, if you have someone that you're advising and they are fearful? I mean, what do you say to someone like Oh, that? I'll role play with them. You know, I'll role play with them in person or on the telephone until they are comfortable making the call. And if they're never comfortable making the call, I'll make the call for them. <laughs> they probably rather start with that. they probably rather start in that position. Right? Yeah, but you know you have those are things you have to learn. Yeah, you know you have to learn to uh, take risks. You know I always say take the road along the cliff, the one without the guardrails. You know because I can promise you that you know if, if you take those risks, it'll give you more confidence to take even more risks. Right. Right. Um, I want to tell, we're going to take a break in about a minute, but you were interviewed in um, the American Express Open Forum on five ways to generate a seven-figure income. Yeah. You have some, we, let's just start the topic now, and then we can continue on after the break. So <clears throat> tell me some suggestions from that. Well, one of the, one of the, biggest ways to do that is to actually create a product or service that another company can use to benefit themselves. I'm going to give you an example from every single book or DVD and back in the day VHS video or audio cassette that I created for the Cancer Club. I was able to take that book or product or service to another industry, and they would make massive purchases of that product for me at a wholesale cost. So I'm getting paid, and I'm making very good money, and they're using that product to promote their product or service. Wow. So, uh, you know, that has been extremely lucrative for me. Um, I mentioned earlier that I made an exercise DVD for well, back in the day, it was an exercise VHS video that I sold you know, 75,000 copies to Shearing. I've just relaunched it as a DVD. It's virtually obsolete in its old format, and I'm now out there you know, looking for a distributor who can put their, you know, what, what you do is you take that product and you customize it for your client. So, for example, a pharmaceutical company that might want to distribute a DVD on, on exercise for women recovering from breast cancer surgery, I would uh, film a custom introduction and splice that in in the first right. two minutes. I would make a custom label for the DVD face, and I might make a product sticker for the outside cover of the DVD, but there are a number of things you can do to promote their product or service. Wow, wow. And that's, it's wonderful for them, wonderful for the patients, and wonderful for you. All right, I'm getting the uh, one-minute signal from uh, <laughs> Justin, my engineer, and the music. So we'll take a break. We'll be back with Christine Clifford. Great. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network
Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again, and I'm on with Christine Clifford. Check her out at christineclifford.com. And we were talking about um, the American Express Open Forum, and um, they interviewed her, and um, we were talking about five ways to generate a seven-figure income. So the first way was um, that Christine offered was prepare a product to be resold by another company. So you're giving another company a something value-added to sell to sell or give to their business, and they bulk buy from you. Okay. Correct. And you, and you have some more tips. We love these kind of tips. <laughs> well, okay, we've talked a lot today about, um, you know, trying to position yourself as an expert in your field. And, you know, you wouldn't consider yourself a professional in your industry unless you were confident enough to position yourself as an expert about one or more related subject matters mm-hmm. in your industry. Take your knowledge to corporations or organizations who sell products or services that could benefit from your expertise and make a pitch to serve as a spokesperson on their behalf. Mm. Now, I've done that under num- in numerous capacities. Uh, one of the largest, most recognizable examples of somebody who has done that to the tune of a six-figure fee would be Lance Armstrong when he became a corporate spokesperson for Bristol-Myers Squibb. 
but uh, make a pitch to services spokesperson. You know, design a professional proposal that will outline why you're a strong candidate, what you feel you can do for their product, service, or sales force, mm-hmm. how you could implement your position, and what the expected return on investment would be for their organization. And as part of your proposal, offer to participate in all media campaigns on their behalf. So, for example, uh, there's a health system in Minnesota called Health East. They own uh, several hospitals and clinics around primarily the eastern St. Paul part of our city. And I heard that they were going to open a new breast care center at one of their hospitals. So I went in and did all those things I've just talked about, and they hired me on as a corporate spokesperson for them for two years. And in that amount of time, I had over 300 media appearances on their behalf. So, I mean, not only am I elevating their profile, but they're elevating my profile as as well. So it was a win-win-win situation, you know, for all of us, for Healthies, for the Breast Care Center, and for myself. So... um, I always talk about uh, how if you can develop a celebrity image, this doesn't mean you have to be a celebrity living out there in Hollywood. You can develop a celebrity image that will elevate you above your peers. Wow. That's an awesome one. I love that. Okay, next. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you do all these things, Maureen, and and then you'll get a seven-figure check. Um, Another, if, a, if, a, if a company or organization that you've approached with that spokesperson concept backs away from it mm-hmm. and doesn't seem to think that's going to work for them, I say go to plan B, which is to partner with them for maximum exposure. So by obtaining corporate sponsorship, which is what I did with Divorcing Divas, mm-hmm. you know, I went out and got Merrill Lynch, UBS, First Bank, our local, you know, Edina Realty, uh, you know, number of local sponsors, too, you, in turn, will provide their organization with deeper penetration and accessibility to clientele they might not come into contact with that, than they could without, without utilizing your services. Right. You know, so, um, I mean, this whole group of divorcees, this was a market, that at least in, in our community was completely untapped and unfulfilled. You know, right. to get over 200 divorcees in a room and, and be a financial planner, you know, cha-ching, it was a gold mine. Right. So, they, of course, they want to back you up when you present it to them that way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's amazing, though, because when you first hear it, you think, oh, it's, it's a room full of women chatting, but you see it as a major business venture. I mean, it's just incredible to me. <laughs> okay, so next, next one. Um, well, I, I'm going to play right into what you do, Maureen, which is, you know, use the media to gain notoriety for your business. You know, I think we all think to ourselves, any of us who've ever created anything, mm-hmm. if I could only get the right piece of exposure for my company, my cause, my product, you know, I can double the sales, double my business, sell a million copies, you know. Only the media has the ability to make you a star overnight. You may not sell a million pieces of product or make a million presentations in your lifetime, but the use of the media can and will draw valuable and necessary attention to you and what you're doing. And, you know, I look at that... 
story I told earlier about just being on the local NBC affiliate mm-hmm. and how that one piece of exposure got me instant nationwide attention to my product and my company and what it is that I was doing. Wow. This is, this is great stuff. Okay, and the last one? The well, the last way. one um, <laughs> we've talked about a little bit, and again, I'm a strong believer in creating a niche market. You know, I would say Webster defines niche as a place or position precisely suited to a person's talents. What more could we ever want to be doing in life than doing something that plays right into what we're good at? And so, you know, every opportunity today is being pursued by, you know, thousands of other people who think they've got the best product, service, or delivery. And if you can hone in and tightly niche yourself. So, again, I'll use myself as an example. Uh, when I do speeches on, on cancer survivorship, today speakers on cancer survivorship are a dime a dozen. Almost anybody who has gone through the cancer experience and lived, you know, lived wants to tell their story. And so a lot of organizations can actually get a speaker for free you know, that will come tell their story. But if they want somebody to come and talk about how they found the humor in their cancer journey and can back it up with books and products and, and you know, I've got an amazing PowerPoint presentation that utilizes all the things I've created, you know, I'm in a category by myself. There are a few other comedy speakers on cancer, but I've created a niche that's, you know, pretty tightly wound there. And because of that, I'm really in demand. So, for example, if you take National Cancer Survivors Day, which is always the first uh, Sunday of June, I wish I could clone myself because I probably get 30 to 40 inquiries a year if I could come speak to somebody's organization on that day. Wow. Or you take Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I think, uh, you know, at the height of when my books were coming out, you know, several years ago, I think one October I actually did 26 speeches all from coast to coast, you know, around the country. And um, so, you know, the, the tighter the niche you can create for yourself, the more business you're going to get because, again, people are going to think that you're the expert in your industry. I love it. Be an expert. Create a niche. Get out there. Well, I have learned so much today. I'm actually, this is one of the shows I'm going to re-listen to because I just, it's, you know, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm sitting on my ass. What am oh, I doing? Marie, I need to be like Christine you. Clifford. Anyway, <laughs> check out our website, christineclifford.com. Check out thecancerclub.com and divorcingdivas.net. Christine, thanks for coming on the show. And I want to thank my executive producer, John Missel, and um, my wonderful engineer, Justin Jackman. And um, don't forget to listen next week. Um, our guest next week is uh, Energize Growth, the marketing guide to a wealthy company with Lisa Norell. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Don't forget, relate to your public, whoever they may be. Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week.